In the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, CNN came out with this article that says, There's nothing more frightening in America today than an angry white man. In said article, in addition to images of January 6th rioters, they of course had to add a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha. But now, recently, the media has changed this narrative away from the issue specifically of race, and instead, the headlines will read, There's nothing more frightening in America today than an angry red SUV. If that concept sounds preposterous to you, you can check out the Washington Post, because they just reported that here's what we know so far on the sequence of events that led to the Waukesha tragedy caused by an SUV as in an SUV, caused the tragedy. It was all caused by an SUV. Nothing else to see here. Let's take a look at this suspect. Here's an image taken from Google Maps by people in Anonymous when they were tracking down this vile criminal, this angry red SUV, obviously lashing out due to backlash from America's politics. This SUV took it upon itself to kill six people, including an eight-year-old boy. Here's an image of the culprit in question after committing this vile deed. But wait, how do we know that this is the same SUV that killed people earlier? Well, we also have a picture of the SUV caught in the act. Here's a picture taken... Oh, well, wait a second. It wasn't just the SUV. Somebody was driving the SUV. Now, why would they omit that information? I mean, let's just take a look here and compare these two tweets from the Washington Post. This one suggests that the tragedy was caused by an SUV. But in the Kyle Rittenhouse incident, authorities say 17-year-old charged with homicide after videos showed a man shooting into a crowd during the Kenosha protests. Interesting. That's a, quite a difference in the amount of detail offered on that story. I wonder if it has anything to do with, well, the race of anybody involved? Nah. It was a black guy with dreadlocks by himself. I don't know if you want to use that. Okay, but well, I, listen, and, Rick. And I'm not, listen, hey, I'm a black guy, so I'm not, you know, saying that because I'm, a, you know, a white guy. I'm saying black guys did it. Okay. But this is what uh, her daughter said. Rick, I should inform you right now, you are on live television. So uh, we, oh, really? everything you say, we we are using. So we we wanna we wanna be okay. careful. Well, uh, I'm I'm telling you, okay. And and we are going to you know listen. You are an eyewitness account, and we're taking you at your word. We are going to work to confirm yeah. these details later. Uh, okay. But but to sum up, you are at the. The media wants to be careful that they might I don't know mischaracterize anybody, call them a white supremacist or anything like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they need to be careful, obviously. But don't worry, mainstream media will do the work for you. It looks like this angry red SUV has a criminal record. And what's that? Oh, a name. Daryl Edward Brooks Jr. What more do we know about this guy? Oh, so there was somebody driving the SUV. It wasn't just caused by, a like, a rogue SUV. You know, for a moment there, I was having nightmares considering the possibility that the Decepticons had finally come to Earth, but it looks like there was actually a person driving this vehicle. In addition to an extensive criminal record involving multiple violent crimes, including terrorism because he called in a bomb threat to a casino, he's also a registered sex offender, 
But of course, due to woke rape culture, I'm sure that that won't be relevant to this case. And he must have been an upstanding citizen. He couldn't possibly have intentionally murdered anybody. This clearly wasn't intentional. It must have been an accident. Or like this caption here says, whoops, just an accident. Or maybe he just missed a turn and never touched the brakes when he barreled through the Waukesha parade, killing six people and injuring more than 40. You know, oops, just missed a turn. Or maybe this was just an incident. Or maybe this whole thing was just a crash. You know, like a crash. But after the SUV slammed into a Wisconsin parade and killed five, this is before the death toll was updated, driver to be charged with homicide. So after literally bending over backwards like a yoga instructor, attempting to avoid giving any form of blame or responsibility to a black male in this situation, because after all, white males who are angry are the most frightening thing in the United States after the Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty verdict, we now finally come to the point where the media has to figure out a way to cope with this situation. But before we speculate too much more on what this man's motives might have been, although I have some theories that you can see in this screenshot, we don't know for sure yet, but we do know what happened. Now with a little help from Neo Unrealist, as he's allowed me to borrow a clip from his stream on this topic, we're going to take a close look at what took place. We have multiple videos capturing the route of the red SUV and multiple witnesses telling us where this SUV went. Tell me how is this is fleeing a crime from where he started to where, where he ran through the parade. Here's the timeline, guys. Parade route, Main Street westbound to West Avenue southbound, then Wisconsin eastbound. Path of the red SUV is recorded by eight videos shown next. First video recorded near 101st West Main Street by the History Museum, Main Street and Buckley Street. Last video is on of the red SUV ramps through the barricades at West Avenue and speeds past Wisconsin Avenue, southbound on West Avenue. Distance traveled at least a half a mile, intersections crossed at least eight intersections. So this guy had eight chances to turn off this road, guys, without to avoid running people over. Eight opportunities to avoid a, a, uh, a SUV massacre of ramming through 50 people. So here's video one. In front of the History Museum, 101 West Main Street, looking north across Main Street. He's already, in video one, aware that he's going through a parade. He's going through a parade right now. All he's got to do at any intersection is turn off. And if, if, if he's fleeing the cops, the last place you want to keep going through is a freaking parade full of cops. Does that make any sense? You're fleeing the police by driving through the, 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 the parade route, which is secured by police and fire department.
<laughs> eight opportunities to, to leave. Video two. On Main Street, opposite 139 West Main Street, near Martin Street, records from North, from North Sidewalk. It's the one where he almost hits the girl in the pink. Okay. His second opportunity, guys, as he goes through that intersection to get the hell off without running people over. Obviously, cops are, are running now because, hey, there's this guy driving through the parade. <laughs> okay, so if his goal is to evade the police, this is probably the last thing you would choose to do. The parade route is full of cops. Video 3. Approximately 220 West Main Street level looking south. Video 4, recorded from the apartments at 220 West Main, looking down and south. Video 6, near or in front of the Civic Theater at 267 West Main Street. Still, more opportunities to get the hell out. Yeah, we in Wisconsin. Plowing through the crowd. Still making a choice to stay on the parade route.
So this is video number seven at uh, 342 West Main across from People's Park looking south. You can see the damage to his vehicle. He's hit several people. His, the front end of his vehicle is in horrible shape. You can't, you, you, you know, contrary to popular belief, you can, a human body could do a lot of damage to a car. <laughs> Multiple human bodies does this. Video 8, Veterans Park, northwest corner of West Avenue, Wisconsin. Red SUV drives through barricades and police fire at least three handgun shots. So understand, guys, this guy literally drove the entire parade route, including the turn, the dog leg turn at the end. Total distance between the first and last video locations, again, a half a mile. Intersections crossed while driving on Main Street, Buckley Street, Martin Street, Barstow Street, Gaspar Street, Broadway, Clinton Street, Maple Avenue, Wisconsin Avenue. This guy wanted to drive the whole route. He drove the whole route. He could have gotten off at any time. He hit more than 50 people at least. So remember that. I mean, just look at the vehicle, the end state of this thing. Practically undrivable. You had to back it into this driveway and abandon it. This was a conscious choice, guys. Look at, look at the... He drove the entire route. He never once. Look at all the opportunities he had to, to get off. Now little details are still coming in, but... What you're about to look at now is uh, from a doorbell cam from a young man who actually um, took this guy into his house, made him a sandwich, and gave him a jacket because he created some story that he was a homeless man and was waiting for an Uber. By the way, the guy who took him in and helped him just happened to be a white person being a good Samaritan. Can I, I call some I call the Uber and I'm supposed to be waiting for it over here, but I don't know when it's coming. Can you call it for me, please? I'm homeless. I'm Did he know this guy? Absolutely not. No. Okay. 
Now wait a minute here. You're telling me this guy just killed six people and ran over like 40? And he didn't just get executed by the cops? I thought we made this clear back with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing that if Kyle had been black, he would have just been shot in the street. Interesting that he seemed to have made it to his court hearing without any problems. Man, right in the narrative. In this clip of him at his bail hearing, you can listen carefully for the sound of him crying and freaking out as he's being assigned his bail. We uh, have focused our efforts to date on the immediate concern, and that involves the loss of life uh, that is alleged to have occurred through the conduct of Mr. Brooks. I want this court to know, and I think the court has read the complaint, you've indicated you've read the complaint, there are not words to describe the risk that this defendant presents to our community. Not only flight risk, but the dangerousness that he presents, his history of violence, and the allegations in this complaint where uh, it is stated plainly that on several occasions he was told to stop by police officers. They risked their own safety to try and step in front of the car to stop him. Everything was done to get him to stop, and he just simply continued down the roadway, causing death and destruction in his path. So I am advocating for a significant cash bail, Your Honor. I'm asking for $5 million cash bail. I know that's uh, a large amount of money, but I think it is warranted on this history, and I think it's uh, warranted when the court considers, if convicted, Mr. Uh, Brooks will spend the rest of his life in prison. Rather ironically, just a couple of days after explaining the Rittenhouse ban and the criminal policy, GoFundMe still allowed a fundraiser for this guy. And yes, the bail was set at $5 million. But it took them a few days to finally take this down. And as you can see here, this is a picture of the GoFundMe itself. And this is the language that was used under it. Hello everyone. On November 21st, 2021, our dear friend Daryl Brooks was arrested for allegedly driving his car into a parade. As someone who knows Daryl personally, I can tell you that he would never do such a thing. And I know he is innocent of what he was charged with. Clearly there is more to the story the media is not telling us, and I am seeking to raise the bail so Daryl can be released and speak his truth to his side of the story in this tragic situation that sees another black man behind bars in a purely political and racist trial. There is no excuse for this continued treatment of black Americans by prosecutors around the country. Everyone must be presumed innocent until proven guilty, unless they're Kyle Rittenhouse. And we ask that he be treated equally as anyone else in this country would be treated and he should be released until found guilty. Hashtag BLM, hashtag I stand with Daryl, hashtag no justice, no peace, hashtag racism is real. Now, many of the Twitter takes on this were just absolutely ridiculous, but I decided to grab this one in particular because it's going to actually be very ironic when you compare it to what Wikipedia did when they were handling this issue. But here we have somebody comparing it to the Charlottesville attack. Racists will defend these human piles of trash and many others because they're white, and it's, quote, their right, yet won't keep the same energy when the driver isn't white. Don't cry hashtag domestic terrorism when it doesn't fit your preferred skin tone. Hashtag Wakisha Christmas Parade, hashtag BLM. So basically what this idiot is suggesting 
is that we got angry about this guy, you know, plowing into people at a Christmas parade, but for some reason did not have the same energy about Charlottesville. That's just bullshit. But if we're going to talk about a difference in energy so far as comparisons, again, as I mentioned earlier, some strange things went on in Wikipedia. As you can see on the right, Charlottesville was always called a car attack. Meanwhile, initially on Wikipedia, they called it a parade car crash. Again, crash kind of implies it was an accident. And you can see here in this picture as they, you know, isolate the different, like, complete hypocrisy in how this issue is covered by Wikipedia. It has since been corrected. But this kind of goes back to what I said earlier about how everybody is scrambling to figure out a way to make this not an angry black man driving into a parade, killing innocent elderly people and, you know, one child and injuring 40 others. And of course, somebody just had to be that guy. I wish I could say it was only one person, but there were a shitload of people on Twitter reacting this way. This person first says, this is on the media, feel guilty yet? And then they say, no, it's on the 12 jurors in Kenosha and the overzealous worship of the Second Amendment. So in other words, this asshat driving his car into a parade to murder people is the fault of the 12 jurors in Kenosha that deemed that Kyle Rittenhouse was not guilty in all counts because of self-defense. No surprise in Wisconsin where they let vigilantes go free. He probably thought the parade was made up of protesters and his life was in danger, so self-defense? It's okay, the driver in Wakasha was afraid for his life and defending himself from the unarmed holiday crowd. That's Wisconsin law now. Oh look. And of course, CNN said that the vehicle ran through a holiday parade. It's an angry red SUV. Must have been self-defense. Can the driver just say they felt threatened? Driver of red car feared for his life? Will he be found not guilty? It's Wisconsin, so maybe just a medic in the hurry to help people? These bullshit takes were literally put here by human beings butthurt about the Rittenhouse trial. Now, there's a lot of speculation as to what his motive might have been, but thanks to 4chan and Anonymous, we have an awful lot of insight based on his social media posts. His Facebook handle was called Jay Brooks, and as you can see here, he's posting a link to the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict of not guilty. So he might have been as butthurt and as idiotic as the stupid fucks I just quoted on Twitter. His Twitter handle was MathBoyFly. It was also his rapper name. And his YouTube channel, before it got taken down, had an awful lot of videos on it that were very gang-related. And as you can imagine, since I've said this in the past, it is the gang culture that is creating these violent criminals. And it's not a racial issue. But since people thought that Kyle Rittenhouse liking the police was a relevant point, here's an example of him disliking the police. And he was also a member of Black Lives Matter. He also had a Facebook account for his rap, but anyway, when something happens to white America, they want an eye for an eye. When something happens to black America, we are told to pray about it or let it go. How do you just let go of seeing our babies murdered in the street with no justice? Here's another one. Would a black man get that same chance though? In response to a former drug dealer sworn in as an attorney before a judge who challenged him to change his life. So the suggestion would be that somehow a black man couldn't do the same thing. 
Here's a post of him angry about a police shooting of a 13-year-old. And I don't know anything about this shooting, but again, this definitely points directly to Black Lives Matter ideology. And another Black Lives Matter post. And another Black Lives Matter post. Apparently laws are legally allowing white supremacy. But did he advocate for violent Black Lives Matter activities? Well, here's him praising rioters in Minneapolis. Yeah, I think it's safe to put the issue to bed so far as his affiliation with Black Lives Matter. But when do we start to cross over into black supremacy? The polar opposite of white supremacy. Well, when you start posting things like support for the Black Panther Party, that's when things get a little questionable. The ideology starts to get more extreme as you look closer and closer. Looks like he was pretty fond of militant black nationalist militias as well. I wonder what race he's talking about. Man, it looks as though he's uh, fairly predisposed to hating a certain race. It looks like he had a habit of stereotyping one specific race over another, and that he had a problematic interest in seeing violence against a specific race, not to mention terrible grammar. It also looks like he had a fondness for posting pictures and videos of violence against people of a specific race. I'm starting to wonder whether or not it really was his angry red SUV or if perhaps there was some other motive going on here. I mean, this image doesn't scream black supremacy at all, does it? Here's a little Nazi master race theory with blackface on. Yeah, this is looking pretty black supremacist to me. That group of people that are supposedly harmless and so small that we don't need to worry about them. Then you start to get into the more extreme black supremacist conspiracy theory nuttery like this kind of nonsense. But don't worry, folks, because all the evidence that we need that he's a white supremacist is right here in this picture, taken from his music video from his now-deleted YouTube channel. So now that we've established unequivocally that he's just a white supremacist, we can move on with, you know, pushing this case forward. Maybe Thomas Binger can prosecute him and ask him about his video game habits and how they may be germane to the crime in question. So if Kyle Rittenhouse had been black, what would be different, as we've seen here, is that the media wouldn't be obsessed with trying to figure out ways to reframe or make excuses for what he did. Instead, it would be all about how he was just a victim of the system, protecting himself from evil white supremacy. If Kyle was black, his crimes would be more or less swept under the rug or winked out of existence by the mainstream media and by people on the left. Kind of like this Blacks for Trump January 6th rioter. But wait a minute, I thought they were all supposed to be white supremacists. And if Kyle Rittenhouse was black, he wouldn't have to worry about the now sitting president of the United States making up stories about him being a supremacist. But fortunately for Daryl Brooks, since he happens to be black, and therefore the recipient of what I would call black privilege when it comes to the media and the political environment, clear and obvious evidence like this, of which I might add there's plenty more, I just didn't want to include it all in the video, instead I'm going to be doing a photo dump on my fans of V-Radio Facebook group, this sort of evidence is not going to see the light of day in the mainstream media. Nobody's going to talk about this, except for me, 
and other independent media streams that are interested in reporting the truth. Please share this video, because this is one part of the case that is definitely not going to see the light of day, maybe during the trial, but it's fairly evident to anyone with their eyes open that this guy didn't just get in an accident, he didn't miss a turn, this wasn't just an incident, this man has evil inside him. And I've been warning for a long time that black supremacist ideology and black racist ideology was going to be dangerous, it was going to be a problem. I was told repeatedly that that was ridiculous, that it's a real small issue, and nobody should be concerned about it. Despite the fact that there were people of similar mindsets burning and destroying cities all through 2020, and despite the fact that these, this ideology is on the rise, and the black supremacist, black racist movements see Black Lives Matter as a window to get reasonable people in and then expose them to their radical ideologies later. Let's take a look at what was going on outside of the courthouse of the Aubrey case. Let's can walk free out the back door. We have to say to the government, you have failed in your duty to protect black people for 400 years. You have participated. You have supported white supremacist organizations. So we saying we got to man up today. We got to stand up today. And we got to get busy about self-defense. We have to develop a squad of undercover hitmen. Last who question. Go after these goddamn killers. Last question. Thank Mike you. Mike Powell. Thank you. Minister Mikhail Muhammad, New Black Panther Party, MIK. So I'm going to leave you again with some quotes that are inconvenient to the current state of racial activism coming from an actual competent activist who grasped that hateful ideologies actually only spread hate. It's time for the Black Lives Matter movement to own up to this kind of toxic element that is growing within their ranks and do something about it, because this is only going to get worse. I did get some hope watching the Kenosha Black Lives Matter people intervene and stop violent confrontations from happening on the steps of the courthouse during the Kyle Rittenhouse um, trial. And I hope that that trend continues. Let me say just a word to those who are struggling against this evil system. Always be sure that you struggle with Christian methods and Christian weapons. Never allow yourselves to become bitter in the struggle. Never allow any man to pull you so low as to make you hate him. Never succumb to the temptation of using violence. But if this happens, you will leave for generations yet unborn a legacy of bitterness and a long night of meaningless chaos. Always be sure that as you struggle, your aim is not to defeat or to humiliate the white man, but to win his friendship and understanding. Make it clear to him at every point that you are not interested in rising from a position of disadvantage to one of advantage, thus subverting justice. Make it clear at every point you are seeking to achieve democracy for everybody, 
realizing that black supremacy is as dangerous as white supremacy and that God is not interested merely in the freedom of black men and brown men and yellow men, but that God is interested in the freedom of the whole human race the creation of a society where all men will live together as brothers and all men will respect the dignity and the worth of all human personality. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. Well, folks, that's what I got for you today. Please check out my Rumble channel and my BitChute channel and make your way over there in case I end up taking another week-long vacation. It's clear that uh, YouTube is, you know, it's just a matter of time before I'm out of here. So I'd like to bring you all with me, but that means you're going to have to follow me to my other social media platforms. And consider supporting me on Patreon, Subscribestar, and PayPal.